2: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. cen One of those idiots who believe in analytics.
3: Good Monday morning, It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, v the v app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay back in the fold. Good to see you, Jeffrey. How you doing, man? You good? I, I'm not dead. I'm here. What did, what did we determine? Uh, what did we
4: determine? COVID negative? God, non-COVID illness with no name. We don't know what it, I actually had. It with wasn't COVID. No, that's all I can tell you. With
3: no name. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, who uh, took uh, multiple home tests, uh, the third reading of which he jammed so far up his nose, his nose bled, so he had to take another test. Just want to recap everything for everybody. Brilliantly done. We're glad you're here. Glad you're here. I'm happy to be here, too. I I was only stuck in my apartment for six days. Which is great because you have a week's worth now of just betting shenanigans to talk to us about, right? I I do. Okay, good. We had a very uh, festive betting weekend. A very active one, I should say, across multiple sports. We will get to all of it. Wes Reynolds will join us. The glue that holds the whole operation together. We'll talk UFC with him. Golf, Arnold Palmer yesterday. I had both Woodland and Hatton circling glory couldn't get there either case. We'll talk to Wes about that. And, of course, all things college hoops – As the major conferences, college basketball, start their conference tournaments, of course, this week. Most of which start tomorrow and Wednesday night. And then it is just a fest. Everybody in conference tournament play at this point. Uh, But we'll talk to him about the biggest thing that he thought about this weekend. Uh, And Todd Wishnev to join us. Matter of fact, let's bring in Todd now to talk a little college hoops. Both uh, in terms of what he saw on the court and then some theory of college basketball. Todd Wishnev from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, how you doing,
5: Toddy? You good? What's up, Dr. Alexander? Good to see Jeffrey Parlston back. Yeah. You got to love it. I'm surprised he's not upstairs at that snack bar having some morning pizza, but he's there. You're familiar with the South Point. You know what you're doing. <laughs>
3: All right. So I want to get into some of this stuff. Last last week you were on, you gave some interesting stuff. We're going to talk to you about just some general concepts when people are betting. But first I just wanna, you know, do the more conventional stuff with you, which is well let's just talk about the weekend of college basketball. And I know this is not you're, you're an in-game better primarily, not a pre-flopper, but just generally speaking, your biggest takeaway, and I'll give you some options here. Duke okay. getting crushed by North Carolina in uh, the final game for Coach K at Cameron Indoor, which was just a, a win for America, quite frankly. Uh, Arkansas-Tennessee, that game back and forth. Purdue just getting by Indiana. Uh, Texas Tech losing to Oklahoma State. Kansas. The Kansas-Texas game, which went in overtime. Houston crushed by Memphis yesterday. Wisconsin nipped by Nebraska. Nebraska on a, uh, a road juggernaut run here. What, what was the thing that stood out to you the most? Uh,
5: I mean, that Wisconsin loss was kind of shocking, but they didn't have Johnny Davis in the last uh, 15 minutes of the game, so that's not that crazy. And Nebraska uh, won those two games on the road at Penn State and Ohio State. They're playing really well right now. Um, they didn't have, I believe, Trey McGowan's also got injured, and they, they won that game without him. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, I think they'll be okay if Johnny Davis is back, so I don't I don't really take too much from that they they screwed me on my team total they had 71 with six minutes to go and couldn't score down the stretch but um you know I I think they'll be fine uh Houston are the two guards back for Houston I don't think they're back yet right are they coming back for the NCAA tournament Hopefully so, but it doesn't look like it. It, Without those guards, I think that's a big big loss for you. I used to really love Houston earlier in the year because I think people didn't realize how good – everyone knows they're great uh, on defense, but people didn't realize how good they were on offense. And the loss of the two guards – I didn't see the game yesterday. um, But the loss of the two guards I think is going to really hurt them uh, going forward in the tournament. Uh, The other teams – that you talked about Purdue – You know, I I, honestly, the last month of the season, I've not been as impressed with Purdue. And I think that defense is going to come back to haunt them. Of course, they're great on offense, but they're not great on defense. Uh, They're ranked 105th. In Ken Palm on defense for a team that's 13th overall and number one on offense to be 105th, you know usually you don't see teams in the top you know 30 on Ken Palm to have a over 100 rating either on offense or on defense. So to be 105th on defense is is alarming. So I think that's going to come back to haunt Purdue. Uh, and then on the you, you talked about Memphis. Um, you know, I still don't believe in Memphis. I think they're they're a fraud. They they turn the ball over just so many times it makes you want to scream. So you know, nice win Memphis, but you know I don't want to bet on them. Um, by the way, you just reminded me of a couple things, one one of which is we have to update the
3: championship formula this morning, which we will do. We'll do it kind of every Monday, see who qualifies for a uh, tried-and-true formula over the years that has produced the national champion, all the traits necessary to win a national championship. Um, you're a good person to ask of this, too, which I ask of everyone, is Giant Killers. And we're going to try to get Peter Keating on, who did the Giant Killers thing for many years, either this week or next week, for the NCAA tournament. A team that... Uh, Usually is an auto bid from a small conference, but could also just be an at-large. But typically, it's a team that comes uh, comes out of their conference tournament that you feel has the characteristics, and that's typically a good, a really good three-point shooting team or a team that really slows down the pace. Um, that can sort of even the playing field with a talent deficit to the teams, to the sexier teams, the more conventional wisdom teams that people think are going to get to the promised land. But what's a, what's a giant killer kind of team out there that can either produce one or maybe two upsets in the big
5: dance? Are you talking about St. Mary's? Because they shoot the ball extremely well. They shoot the ball pretty well from three-point range. and They slow it down. I think they could be a, a giant killer. I don't uh, see why not. Uh, yeah, like but I'm,
3: I'm looking for more off the radar than St. Mary's.
5: More off the radar. Okay, more yeah. off the radar than St. Mary's. I'm um, just scrolling. Maybe like a Davidson. Is Davidson, would you consider them sure. off the radar? Sure, Yeah, I mean, a team like Davidson is, is pretty... Um, you know, number 10 overall on Ken Palm on offense, and they, they move the ball beautifully. Uh, you know, it's the same kind of Davidson that you're always used to with the three-point shooting and the nice offensive uh, ball movement. They could, you know, they could shock somebody. I wouldn't be surprised. Jeff's perking up his head. You want to say something about the giant killers?
4: No, I. you know, not want to hold off because I have actually have a list here. Okay. But there's one in action tonight. That uh, could be a giant killer, assuming they take care of their business tonight.
3: Yeah, tonight, by the way, college basketball, uh, the Colonial uh, Colonial Associ- uh, Athletic Association, and the oh no, pardon me, that's uh, that was a Friday tonight. The Southern Championship. Uh, we will get another at large. By the way, three at large is so far determined. Uh, those would be out of out of the uh, what's? I'm sorry, say Jeff, say again.
4: Auto not at large.
3: Uh, Auto bids, I'm sorry. Ohio Valley Championship, uh, Murray State Racers, 30-2. and They are on their way to the big dance. Big South yesterday, the Longwood Lancers from Farmville, Virginia, proving once again that if you go uh, 45 minutes south of D.C., you have no idea uh, where you are if you grew up in D.C. or Maryland. Uh, Longwood Lancers, 27-6. and They're on their way winning the Big South tournament. And then uh, Missouri Valley, once again, Loyola Chicago, the Ramblers get there at 26 and 7 record. Well, tonight, the Southern Championship that will determine our fourth auto bid. Also have the uh, Colonial Semis, the Horizon Semis, the Summit Semis, and the West Coast Conference Semis. As Gonzaga and Saint Mary's finally show up in their funky bracket. Boy, did they protect those two teams in that uh, in that conference tournament. Have you seen this kid, uh, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara? By the way, how good is he? Oh my God! Uh, and then tomorrow is a fest of. Of uh auto bids. Atlantic Sun, Colonial Horizon, Northeast Summit and West Coast Conference as the a c c Big West Conference USA, Metro Atlantic and WAC begin their tournament So it's gonna be uh, amazing college basketball. Uh here's another one for you, Todd. A coach. We asked we asked this
5: By the you, way, before you go on to the coach, North Texas is another one that might be off uh, the radar that people don't don't really know about. They're real good. Matt Cox has brought them up when I asked him that question. He mm-hmm. says North Texas. Like North Texas. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um okay so we you and I talk about this during the NFL season a lot obviously that's more common to people the coaches that'll kill you in game uh what about college basketball is there a coach or two that you would you would think to fire a bet on but you're
5: like not with this dude at the helm hmm, that's a great question uh i don't Huh. That's a really good question. It's not something – I don't dwell on the coaching as much in – in I mean, I, I think of them as part of the entire team. Um, I'm trying to think – that's a really good question. Right off the top of my head, just looking through these teams of a, of a coach that just scares me, sort of, um, I can't really think of one right off the top of my head that really bothers me right off the – yeah, I, I don't. I I don't know the answer to that. Okay, I, I would I would just pass on that one.
3: Okay, let me let me give
5: you some. Te- so a lot of
3: people putting in futures bets now for the first time this year. Um, let's talk about some of the SEC teams and not Kentucky or Auburn, but the but the two teams that played each other uh, the, this weekend, Arkansas and Tennessee. Arkansas you can get for about uh, you can get at about fifty to one. Tennessee at about forty to one. Somewhere in that in that uh, pocket. Um, we're showing both at 40 to one here on the screen, uh, courtesy of BetMGM, but shop around for all of these. Would you take a flyer on one of those two teams in a conference that is always playing good competition? Um, they're not, they don't fit the championship formula because uh, they're not in the top 20 in both adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency. So there's that one uh, sort of knock on them just in terms of that lens. But is there a team like that, if not those two, that you would take a flyer on?
5: Mm, uh, you know, I, I can see both. I mean, I, I think those are not terrible. If you're going to take flyers, those are certainly not terrible teams to take flyers on. Um, you know, I like Connecticut a lot. That's, you know, that, that's my my uh, Achilles heel, I guess, in, in these kind of like teams that are out of the you know, elite, elite, um, but I, I really like Connecticut. I, I like their coach. There's a coach that I like. I like Danny Hurley a lot. And, uh, and I like, I just like the grittiness of the team. They just never give up. And they just, uh, you know, there's certain teams that are just real buttoned up and just, they're not going to beat themselves. And, and that's what I like. Uh, I do like, Connecticut. oh, DePaul's coach. I don't love DePaul's coach. That's, there's a coach you asked me about that is uh, that that's you know like hey wait a second you know I'm not a big fan of the Paul's coach. Why are you laughing, Jeff? Why, why are you laughing?
4: Hey, the Paul the is one game in in New York and that's going to be that though.
3: Yeah, they're not really part of this discussion, but yes, thank right. you for that. Yes. We well, go. no,
5: I, I couldn't think of a coach right off the top of my head that I really don't like.
3: Yeah. Yeah, in my head, I was batting around Lorenzo Romar again, but then I'm like, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant to this conversation. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. we'll come back. Todd's. Uh, sort of macro way of looking at totals. Just things to keep in mind when you're betting totals uh, and they have in-game uh, in-game tentacles as well. We'll get to that next right here. College basketball, numbers game, visa the sports betting network.
0: Attention, all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season.
5: Gil Alexander on v the Sports Betting
3: Network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted-out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state you should ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM. state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. Uh, we get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Roger Kane, uh, Duke getting crushed by North Carolina and final game in Coach K's uh, career at home. Quote, a win for America, unquote. A perfect line from Gil. Thank you, Roger. I think it was a win for America. By the way, you see Coach K at the end of that, Jeff, where he, where he, uh, he was livid that they had lost, Right. And he was just saying it was unacceptable. He gets on the mic and he tells everybody to be quiet. <laughs> not please be quiet. Hey, 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 be quiet. Love that little moment. Somehow that stuck out to me more than the game itself. Uh, this is from uh, Rich PSM. I hope I'm uh, not botching that. He said, Ask Todd. Uh, what the best deficit range to expect heavy fouling by a team late in the second half is very important for live bets. We will get to that here momentarily. Rich will absolutely ask him that Kyle Stewart, giant killers, Vermont, South Dakota state, Jack rabbits Ian McDonald, North Texas, Kyle Stewart, another giant killer Towson. It's another one that Matt Cox brought up North Texas and Towson. Uh, Todd Wishnet from his mom's cork attic before we get to your uh, to the uh, sort of theory stuff Todd we're talking about the coaches off air so Jeff and I and brought this up and there was a text that came to us also that had this Rick Barnes that's not the guy that leaps to your mind as a as a coach
5: you don't trust I know trust. everyone hates I know everyone hates Rick Barnes but I mean they're pretty good you know I mean they are pretty is- good you know, so it's like I, I know I don't like to just cliche in basketball coaches See, in football. It's so much more evident because you see such stupidity that is just so incredibly easy to to just point out. Whereas in basketball, yeah, sure, there's some of it. But it, it, I guess you know you could say like on this three point shooting in the last five seconds. Another team did it to me yesterday. Uh, Navy did not foul in the last five seconds, oh. and uh, and I don't know who their coach. Is. I mean I know the guy's face. I don't know his name. But the the guy hits the three, uh, and they send it to overtime. And I almost you know went crazy. But they thank God they they won it in overtime anyways. But the, here, here that
3: here, here, here was my college
5: basketball day yesterday.
3: Uh, over.
5: Over in the uh,
3: Houston-Memphis game, no business losing that. Under in the Michigan-Ohio State game, no business losing that. Oh, I had
5: that under, too.
3: Tulsa <laughs> winning on a 48-footer, no business winning that. Like, I mean, just, you know, it's three pre-flops where you're like, what am I doing? Like, none of this yeah. none of this
5: makes any sense. Well, that's why I say an in-game is so much more. Yeah. I mean, they're giving you a, a, a peek at the uh, answer key. You might as well take a peek at the answer key. One you know? more, One more thing about the coach. Coach K,
3: who I just talked about, who has become, it's become very in vogue. In gambling circles, right? To to you know, for some people might agree, some people disagree. To bash Coach K, we've had Alan Boston on. He historically bashes Coach K. Matt Humans did maybe one of the greatest things here ever at Vison, going through his soliloquy about the things about Coach K he didn't like. I have my story about the Lehigh assistant coach who I sat on a plane with, who told me about Coach K not making any in-game adjustments in that famous tournament upset in the CJ McCollum days. Where do you stand on on Mike Shashevsky?
5: I mean, yeah, I, I'm. I would lean to I'm not like as opposed to like, but I don't hate him as much as everyone else does. Okay,
3: let's talk about let's talk about some of the things that you think about uh, when you are betting, and and let's uh you know let's just start with one question here from Rich, who said, "Ask Todd what the best deficit range to expect heavy fouling is by a team late in the second half. Very important for live bets." We, we could start with that, and then we can go into some of the other stuff. What would you say?
5: You know, it's interesting that you, that you bring this up, because this is something that's changed a little bit this season, I noticed. Now, not every team, but because I watch hundreds of games, I notice this a lot more. Uh, it used to be that when you're down, say, four, five, or six points with about, say, maybe 48 seconds left, you're going to foul because you're more than one possession behind. Not as much this year. I've seen a lot more teams, let's say, I'll give you an example let's say there's 103 left when the other team gets the ball and you're down five they're going to play it out now more often and get try to get a a stop down to 33 seconds even though they're down five try to get the stop get the rebound at 33 seconds come down make a basket and then start the scramble from there so the scramble points are starting later but in general if you know to answer the question you wanted in that you know six to ten point range is the sweet spot for fouling at the end. And that, you know, of course, it doesn't happen every time. Sometimes you're going to see teams foul down 12, which, and you're going to go, you know, you have the under, and you're going to go crazy. Sometimes you're going to see teams not foul down six, and you're also going to go crazy depending on what you have. But that's your sweet spot. What you don't want to see, if you, let's say you have the over, right, and, you know, the team's down six, they come down with 45 seconds left and hit a three to be only down three, now they're going to play it out because they're only down, there's only 44 seconds left, right? And they're only down three. They figure if they get the stop at 14 seconds, they can come down and with only one possession down, they can score. So it, it the problem with that whole, I mean, sweet spot is you can fall in and out of it very easily. You know, you can be at like eight points at the right. commercial and all of a sudden a team hits three, two threes and boom, you're in trouble. Why do you think that overall general philosophy
3: that you talked about at the top there has changed? Like, what's the reason for that change? In do not I, I don't
5: I don't know. I think they're they're watching more NBA or something. I'm not sure what is going on with that, but I definitely have noticed the fouling starts later than it used to start uh in in previous years. This all right. year, I've noticed.
3: Uh, all right, let's go through some some Todd Wishnev tenets here. Must know team character, uh meaning their their basic profile, their their trait, their overall trait. What do you mean by that?
5: Yeah, like Iowa, for example, you have to know if teams are over teams or under teams. Iowa is an over team, so this is so important for in-game stuff because, be it a first half or a second half bet or just an in-game bet, if Iowa is not going to stay down the whole game, okay, they're go- they might have a they might have a, a ten-minute stretch in a game which is going to make the game go under. But it's going to be hard for them to stay under the entire game. A great example was last night. They started off uh, very slow in the uh, uh, Iowa-Illinois game in the first, say, eight to ten minutes of that game. The pace was fast. So I took the over in the first half, especially because, you know, the fouls were starting to mount and the pace was still there. They're going to start scoring. Iowa cannot just have a, a, a complete wipeout game. It's the same thing for like real under teams. Super under teams might have a very high scoring 15 or 20 minutes, but they're not going to have a whole game like that. It's very rare for a team to, you know, if they're tr- a tremendously over or a tremendously under team to do that for the entire game. You and I
3: threw this around on uh, when we were talking last night because I, I was amazed when you brought this up. I was like, don't doesn't everybody think about this when they're betting totals? But you're like, probably not. We should bring it up, which has to do with just sort of calculating in your head what's happening while the game is going on.
5: Yeah, so we, we were talking about this, and, and you know, I, I'm constantly doing the average points per minute in my head Me constantly. Too. Me too. And, and I don't know if everybody does that, but, uh, you know, you should have maybe, like, if you're not doing it in your head constantly, a little cheat sheet that, you know, at the 15-minute mark, three points a minute is 15 points. Four points a minute is 20 points. So if you're at 17, you're at 3.4. Same thing, like, at the 10-minute mark. Three points a minute is 30 points. Four points a minute is 40 points. If you're at 35 points, you're at 3.5 points a minute. You want to be thinking about that in relation to the entire game as well, because if a game is 140, it's looking for 3.5 points per minute. Now, remember, it's not looking at 3.5 minutes uh, equally dispersed throughout the game because the first half again is going to be lower. In a 140, it's going to be 66 in the first half, 74 in the second half. And as you get longer, further in the half, the score is going to be higher in the second half of the first half and also the second half of the second half. Not always, but on average.
3: And you want to be aware of the foul situation on top of that, right? Because that's that's where the bets come in.
5: It, it, well, it's not just the foul situation, right. obviously. I mean, I, I'll, I'll make over bets even if teams only have two fouls. If if I like the pace, is fast enough. You know, I mean, it, it really is all about. what no, but, but but it's it's whatever gets you to possessions.
3: Right, but what I'm saying is, you got You got to in in relation to everything going on, as you said on the court, right? You got to know what the foul situation is. The other thing you talk about is, you know, is a team up 25, is a team up five, right? Like so, so that that matters. Yeah, a whole that
5: bunch. that's. That's gigantic. That is a gigantic thing. If a team is up 15 with nine minutes left, they're going, they're going to slow the game down because they're scared that they could still lose the game. If a team is up 25 with nine minutes left, they're running and gunning, trying to get their stats, and the coach is usually letting them. Rarely, in general— Eight out of ten times, if a team's up 25, they're running and gunning. And eight out of ten times, if they're up 15, they're slowing it down because they're at 15, they're still scared they can lose the game. At 25, they're not. Um, you know, a, a, another thing you know you, you might want to look for and and an easy one for people to look at is home teams typically will not quit. I, that's why I took Iowa. Uh, I took Iowa plus 16 and a half in the second half. They were down uh, 21, I think, at the the half. And um, they ended up getting down 28, only lost by 13. They're a home team. They're equal to the other team. They didn't quit.
3: Didn't quit interesting all of the
5: above team leading uh, either uh,
3: big either is a stalling and getting bad shots or sloppy cuz they're up big kind of thing as that's, well on top and on top of that
5: that's the other yeah that and that's the other part of what yeah. you, were, you were asking
3: Todd always always interesting we appreciate it thank you thanks guys nba next numberscape visa the sports betting network a
5: number Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network.
3: Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team, conference and player to watch for the favorites of the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VSon.com slash madness. Not just Greg Hoops-Peterson, but Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, Tim Murray. Jeffrey Parlay. Got a lot of college basketball experts around here. Jeff, do you have any problem with me calling you a college basketball expert? Any issue with that? I I don't have an issue. Some may. I don't. Okay. Just (laughs) just checking. Just don't want to offend anybody. You know how that goes. Um, Okay. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciated. Really do. Matt, Warrior013. Happy March. Let's talk UCLA. They check every box. Finally healthy and likely the deepest team in the country. uh, In the tournament, rather. Also, battle-tested, and they have a top-five coach in the country. I feel another Final Four run and could cut down the nets. Matt, we're going to do our uh, championship formula update soon, and we'll find out if UCLA is in there. Trip Tepper, uh, not sure if you touched on this, but the Atlantic Sun has a very quirky scenario. Uh, if Bellarmine wins, the regular season champ, Jacksonville State, gets the auto bet. Uh, auto bid, rather. Bellarmine is ineligible for the NCAA tournament Division one transition. Yet, uh, trip. we didn't talk about it this year. We actually talked about it last year. It's a four-year situation for Bellarmine. Four years they have to deal with this. This is year two. So there's that. Um, oh, and this one, this one is from Coach Harry Ellis. How can Todd say Memphis is a fraud? Then say he doesn't factor in coaching. Memphis is number two. Um, last five weeks in... Uh, I don't even know what this is, and has, two full, and has two future lotto picks plus likely one or two other NBA players. Literally the only reason to fear Memphis is their coach. And Todd acquiesces. He says, you know what? You're exactly correct. That is a coach. I can't stand my bad. The Better Life, Tim Lawson, Gil, Todd, Jeff, numbers game starting off the week right. Always love uh, having Wishnev in there. Um, let's see here. Phil Weiss, magnificent spot with Todd. He's really been bringing useful tactics. Much better than his past attempts. At humor. <laughs> Phil Weiss cannot end a tweet on a positive note. He's always got to take a shot at the end. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. Uh, nice job by Toddy right there. But you're, but you're right when we were talking off air because we're like, the, Todd was having trouble with the Giant Killers one, which I expected him to like come back with like three or four on that one. But you've got some thoughts on that later. Uh, NBA. Let's just take an NBA break here because obviously we're down to uh, less than 20 games, fewer than 20 games here uh, in the regular season. And what a weekend it was in the NBA. And I'll sort of throw out to you, Jeff, what I, what I did with Todd there in terms of just giving him what was the biggest takeaway from your college basketball weekend. I'll say the same thing for the NBA. The Bucks beat the Bulls on Friday. Then they come back and they beat the Suns. I get it. No, no Chris Paul still. But the Bucks beat the Bulls on Friday. They beat the Suns on Sunday. Sort of a hello, we're still here kind of announcement. Chris Middleton dropping 44 yesterday. After, uh, by the way, Giannis fouled out late, but Middleton with 44. Sixers on Friday night, down to the Cavaliers. Halfway through, you're thinking to yourself, oh, is this going to be the uh, first loss of James Harden? No, nope. Come back, and they crush the Cavs in the second half. Win that going away. Sixers did lose after that, but it was without Harden. Uh, Jazz got hammered by the, by the, was it the Pels on Friday night? That was weird. LeBron, of course, 56 on Saturday, and the Lakers... Win over Golden State. Golden State still without Draymond. And then yesterday, in case you missed it, Jason Tatum, 54 in Boston's win over KD and Kyrie, both playing on the Nets. And then if you thought the weekend was over, then Nikola Jokic said, um, I'm still the best player in the world. 46, 12, and 11 for Jokic yesterday, down 11 with 320 left. They win in overtime. So all those, and maybe it's all of the above, but, but of all of those, which is the one that sticks out the most to you? Can I can I just say something real quick,
4: Gil? Please, the Brooklyn Nets are sixty-five games into their season and are
3: under five hundred. Kirk Goldsberry put this out. No team has ever won the championship with that. Under five
4: hundred, sixty-five games in, absolutely amazing. And that's really actually where I gravitate to, because yes, it's still early. It's just game two back for Durant, who looks awesome in these two games yep. back. But there's not enough on that team, even with superhuman Durant, to go through potentially two play-in games, then a series against Miami or Milwaukee, then a series against Miami, Milwaukee, or Philly. Oh, and then, by the way, probably having to play another one of those teams in the third series. Uh, I don't know how this team can go further than really around in the playoffs, unless if Durant is just at a level that is so outrageously high, which is possible, that he just carries them through. That was my biggest takeaway after watching them against Boston. They just don't have enough on that team unless if Durant is just at such an outrageously high level for them to go maybe more than a round in the playoffs
3: this all right, year. All right, work with me on this. Don't don't let me finish this out before you like jump all over me. The Heat have a 3 game lead in the East now. The Heat are 3 games clear of both the Sixers and the Bucks for the number 1 seed. So the Heat are yeah, look, barring barring something catastrophic here, looks like they're going to Get the number one seed. Maybe not, but let's just say assume they will. The Sixers and the Bucks are two-three. They're tied. The Bulls are in fourth, a half game back. Not to mention the Celtics are a game behind that. Cleveland a game behind that. The point is, it's it's very clumped from three. It's very very tight all the way from two to six. When we get down to the end of the season, because you you can't know in the end if Brooklyn will get through the play-in situation, assuming they're in the play-in, which I think we can. Will they end up seven? Will they end up eight? We, we don't know anything. You know where I'm going with this? So does yeah, I do. Yeah. So does, could we see a situation in the final weekend of the NBA season where the teams who are specifically the 2-3, like whoever's in that little pocket, don't really put out their best effort for fear of having to face a Brooklyn potentially, potentially in a round one.
4: I don't think so because I don't think any of those teams are scared of them anymore.
3: Uh, but yeah, ooh, see, I would say that about the Lakers thing. By the way, if the Warriors don't have Draymond, they should be scared of everything. Right, But um, that's different. But like the Lakers thing, I don't think you should be scared of the Lakers. If you're the Suns, even if you're even if you're full strength Warriors, I would actually argue you shouldn't be scared of the Lakers. Correct. Brooklyn,
4: uh, I don't know about that. No, I, I I understand I understand that. I just just thinking of first off, if you're Miami, I think the Heat match up great with the Nets in a seven game series. I really do. And they've been great at home this year. Just knowing how the Sixers have operated through time and time, they would be the one that you could say, "Oh, James, let's just – we'll take you out for the last week. We'll see if we can get Joel the MVP and let him play uh, the whole last week. Uh, Milwaukee, why would Milwaukee beat Milwaukee doesn't care. Milwaukee beat them last year. I know Irving got hurt and Harden was at 50% in that series, but Milwaukee beat them last year. I don't think Milwaukee cares if they see them in the first round or not. Just think just thinking through all betting
3: scenarios come that final week. Just want to plant that seed. Just keep be aware of that. Because right, right, they're a game below five hundred right now. But you know, would you be surprised if they went on some run here towards the end of the season? Oh,
4: Durant again. Durant is one of three guys
3: who is capable
4: of playing at such an astronomically high level yeah. that he can carry. He can carry them. We,
3: that is absolutely possible. And they're totally in a play in because they're not going to the Cavaliers in sixth place are five and a half games in front of them. So that that's not happening. So they're in a play in for sure. By the way, they're also. I should only. I should point out Brooklyn is closer to being out of the play-in in the other direction than the Lakers are now in the West. Brooklyn is only, only has a two-game lead over 11th-seeded Washington, who had a Kristaps Porzingis arrival yesterday. So. I mean that can't happen. Could right? you imagine? Could you imagine that? if Between the two, if it was Brooklyn, it was Brooklyn who didn't make the plan, they'll they'll make it. I I think. Again, seventeen games left in the season for them. You would think that they would coast there, but they, but they're not getting they're not getting out of it in the positive direction. They're not getting to six, so it's either playing or nothing at all. But the, in the, I just think it's an interesting scenario for that. Which is, we asked this in college basketball, right? Which is the team of all the contenders you trust the least. Which is the one in the NBA, either Eastern Conference or Western Conference? Like, do you trust the Heat? The Bulls, I think, is the easy answer at this point. I don't even count the
4: Bulls as a real contender. I yeah. just think they've been a nice story. They'll lose in the first round, and that's that. The team of like, that can legitimately win multiple playoff series based off what we've seen and I don't trust is Memphis. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. Really? I love Ja. I like the way that play, team plays. I don't trust them. I don't trust Utah. Those are the two I don't trust.
3: Utah makes sense, historically, right? Like, it's it's sort of a – I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but on Passover, the kids ask, why is this night different from all other nights? I don't know. I would apply the Passover question to the Utah Jazz. Why is this team different from any other U- Utah team come playoff time? So I would agree with that. Memphis, the one thing I will say, we brought this up on the show, they are – they come at you every night. They're like every game – is everything to us, right? They haven't really meted out how to sort of manage a season. Does that come to some kind of crashing halt in the playoffs when other teams narrow down their lineups? I don't know. The biggest thing, and you mentioned it earlier,
4: if Draymond Green comes back, the Western Conference is a totally different story. If he doesn't
3: come back, wide open after Phoenix. Yes, indeed. And don't Dubs fans know it. By the way, this is the biggest push for Draymond to be in the Hall of Fame than any time he ever played. This absence. Coming back, championship formula update next.
0: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye.
2: Gil Alexander on v the sports
5: betting network.
3: So when I was walking in the South Point today, Jeff, I thought I saw a guy with a yarmulke. And I was like, oh my god, I've spotted the Yeti. Nope, turns out just a gray spot on the top of his head. Bet on more than the final score with One Game Parlay at BetMGM. One Game Parlay designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account create your best parlay before the game starts. New to BetMGM? Sign up today and make your first bet risk free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSID1000. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. Try one game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wage your new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. One game parlay. Not available in Washington, D.C. Because they don't let you have any fun in D.C. That's for damn sure. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, Before we do the championship formula... Update, college basketball. There's this prop that's available uh, for the NBA. It's available. It was, we first saw it uh, at DraftKings on primetime action. But it's available at BetMGM, non-Nevada BetMGM. And it's the state of the team to win the NBA title. Now, by state of the team, I don't mean like their mental state. I mean their geographical state amongst the 50 in these United States of America. Any other state, minus 165. And by any other, we're referring to any other besides California, New York, Florida, or Texas. California, New York, Florida, or Texas. So now, Jeff, look at this thing here. So at BetMGM, any other state is minus 165. By the way, I believe at DK, it's minus 155 at DraftKings. So shop around for these. But am I missing something here? So California, you get the Warriors... The Lakers, the Clippers, and the Kings. This is to win the NBA title. So really, amongst that group of four, who are you really getting? You're getting the Warriors, right? I mean, you don't really think the Lakers are winning the title, right?
4: Well, the Clippers could technically win it, too, but they're not
3: winning it. Well, they're not getting—if they got Kawhi back, maybe. Yeah. But they've already essentially put the Kaiba shot in that. And even, yeah, and even getting Paul George, you're not going to win the title. You'd have to have Kawhi. So you're really just getting the Warriors, in my humble opinion. New York, you're getting Brooklyn and the Knicks. You're getting the Nets. So, so far, you've got the Warriors and the Nets. Florida, you're getting the Heat. I'm not counting the Magic. Okay, so you've got the Warriors, the Nets, and the Heat. And then in Texas, you're, you're getting the Mavericks. Because the Rockets and the Spurs aren't winning at this just in. So you're getting the Warriors, Nets, Heat and Mavericks. And I can get any other state at minus 165. I'm giving you those four teams basically. I get it you're getting more than the four teams. But you're getting those you're getting legitimately the te- teams that can legitimately win the NBA championship. And remember, this is not a league where someone rises from nowhere. So you got the Warriors, the Nets, the Warriors, and we don't know about Draymond. The Heat, who are sub-500 and are still trying to get it together. Excuse me, pardon me. The Nets, who are sub-500 is are still trying to get it together. The Heat, who are the number one seed in the East and are legit. Okay, I get it. And then the Mavericks, who you kind of like. But, you know. It's the Luka and the Lukaettes. It's Jason Kidd coaching the team. That's right. By the way, great off-air debates about Jason Kidd I'll have to tell you about. Off air. (laughs) Okay, here's who I get with any other state or anybody who bets any other state. You get the Sixers with Harden and Embiid. You get the defending NBA champion Bucks. You get the Chicago Bulls. You get the Boston Celtics who might be playing better than anybody else in basketball. Not to mention the Raptors or Cavs, but we'll throw them out for a minute. You get the Phoenix Suns you get the Memphis Grizzlies. You get the Utah Jazz. You get the Denver Nuggets, who could be getting Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray back. We'll see. You don't want to lay minus 165 or better, minus 155 on that group? Is that not a bet? What am I missing? I. It's pretty close to being a
4: bet, and especially, too, I'll say this. Just if you're looking, the only bettable market the only bettable thing with this is the any other state because if you go through the regular odds boards, like mm-hmm. the Knicks aren't winning the title, the Magic aren't winning the title, I and mean. all those teams you mentioned, yeah, you're getting better numbers on every individual team you mentioned that has a chance to win at all than you are in this market. So you might as well just bet the individual teams. But any other state, I'm with you. I if you made me pick right now, I think either the champion's coming from one of the two teams that met in the finals last year and played yesterday. So
3: yeah. uh, I, uh, minus I 165 feels real good. By the way, cut to a shot of us in June, and the Nets are playing the Warriors in the NBA Finals. Okay? Then we look very <laughs> smart then. No, but I'm, uh, I guess what I'm saying is juxtapose this against, you know, the South Point, Chrissy, my mishpucha, Vinny, and Jimmy, they put out these college football and college basketball props that they do. By the way, they have one in college basketball now too. But it's more famous in college football where they'll put out a group of four teams, uh, A, B, and C, a group of four teams, a group of four teams, a group of four teams, And then they'll price those as to who could win the college football championship. And I think there's a field bet, too. But, like, this bet is one group of four basically against the entire league with lots of really great teams, and I only have to drop minus 165 on that? Or minus 155 at DraftKings? Give me that! It's a bet. just want to point that out. All right, championship formula. Should we update it real quick? Shall we do it? Yes? All right. Championship formula, tried and true through the years. Here are the parameters, again, on the uh, championship formula that has uh, existed for as long as I've done the podcast and as long as I've done this show. Last 33 champs had more assists than turnovers. Okay, that makes sense. 27 of the last 28 champs had a head coach with Sweet 16 experience. Again, everybody together, the only exception. 2014 UConn Huskies, Kevin Ollie. 27 of the last 28 champs went to the tournament with at least three wins versus teams in the top 10% of RPI. I get it. We don't use RPI anymore. We use BPI and nets, things like that that are much improved. But for the purposes of this formula, just work with me. It's RPI. All right. The only exception, 2014 UConn Huskies led by Shabazz Napier. Last 28 champs had a top 75 strength of schedule. Hmm. Pack that one away. 17 of the last 18 champs were the top 20. In Ken Palm's adjusted offensive efficiency, the only exception, everybody together, the 2014 UConn Huskies. And then 17 of the last 18 champs were in the top 20 in adjusted defensive efficiency at Ken Palm. The only exception, last year's Baylor Bears, who finished 22nd in adjusted defensive efficiency at Ken Palm. All right. Last week we did this, and the only three teams that qualified were Kentucky, Baylor, and Auburn. Kentucky, Baylor, and Auburn. And the three teams knocking at the door were UCLA in one of these categories, Duke in another, Houston in, a, in, a, in another category. So really, three qualified, but three others were right on the doorstep. A week later now, and here's the thing about this, we, also, we always want to put this caveat out there, between now and the end of the conference tournaments this week, and also during March Madness, when the team that wins it all will play six games, you can still play your way into this criteria. So it's, that's why it's it's key to talk about the teams that are just on the outside looking in, at this point. But Jeff, this week only two teams qualify. Can you guess those two teams, sir? Down from three to two. So Kentucky's gone. Gone. Gone
4: because they did not have a good defensive week.
3: Yeah, they're they're 25th now at Kent Palm and adjusted defensive efficiency.
4: Yeah. So uh, I, I guess uh, we're we're back. Uh,
3: well. Baylor's still there. Baylor's still there. Baylor's you're still you're there. You're cheating. You're looking at Ken huh? No. Well,
4: here's the thing. Auburn, I, I, I did look at it. Auburn yeah. would have been my second guess.
3: Auburn is out because they're, they're gone. They're 23rd. So does
4: that mean UCLA has slid in because of their win over USC?
3: Yes. There you go. Baylor and UCLA are the two teams that currently qualify. Yes, you're correct. Kentucky currently out, adjusted defensive uh, efficiency 25th. But again, it matters that they're close because they can play their way in. Auburn 23rd in adjusted offensive efficiency at Kent Palm. That matters because they're close, can play their way in. Duke actually falls to 27th in adjusted defensive efficiency. Gonzaga is still out of the top 75 in strength of schedule. And they're not playing their way into strength of schedule. Sorry. West Coast Conference, Houston also, in the AAC, won't be able to play their way into strength of schedule. Maybe in the big dance, could these two teams play their way in? Maybe. That's why we bring them up. And then the other one, which is the one sticking point, Arizona, the only thing they fail on, in that criteria anyway, take it for what it's worth, is that they don't have a coach with Sweet 16 experience because this is Tommy Lloyd's first year. Do you buy into that, or do you feel like he is a coach who could win it all? I think he's capable. Well, I think that that
4: team is really good. Really that team good. is really good. The question with them, even more so than Lloyd, forget forget Lloyd, just the youth of their players, more so than the youth of their coach as a head coach.
3: All right, just recap, Baylor and UCLA, the only two teams that currently qualify but Kentucky, Auburn, Duke, Arizona, Gonzaga, and Houston, for various reasons knocking at the proverbial dough okay all right, we'll come back more Parlay's got things to say about his week away we'll talk about our bets this past weekend and Wes Reynolds will join
0: us numbers game Visa the Sports Betting Network it's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season hey Jeff